Well, good evening, y'all. Good evening. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. It's great to see y'all's faces, even though I only see half of them. It's still good to see them. <clears throat> Guys, today was a glorious day. Uh, this morning, Holy Mother Church ordained two men to the priesthood of the Catholic Church. Um, Father Daniel Duplantis, our new associate, and Father Rusty Bruce. And it was a, a beautiful, beautiful celebration, a great joy in our church. Um, flying high from that a little bit. <clears throat> um, today is Trinity Sunday, right? We celebrate the greatest mystery of our church today, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons in one God. And it's a great mystery. It's hard to explain the Holy Trinity. And so um, <clears throat> I'm going to go by explaining it um, by seeing how he operates, right? Uh, the other day, was it last Monday, I was speaking to uh, our men's acts group. There was some 30 guys or so. And um, afterwards, one of the men asked if I would uh, hear his confession. So I was like, yeah, that'd be great, you know? So we got into the parking lot, and I hear his confession. And while I'm praying the words of absolution, like the Spirit is speaking to me, saying, you need to preach about the words of absolution. Because until I was a priest, I never listened to the words of absolution. So I'm just assuming that not a whole lot of people have listened to the words of absolution, and they're absolutely incredible. And the Holy Trinity is all over the words of absolution. So when a person goes to confession, um, the Holy Trinity is operative. All right? So that's what I want to do is um, I want to go through the words of absolution. Right? Line by line. It doesn't take long. It's a very short little prayer. But so what happens is a person goes into the, that little scary, dark little box over there. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and they kneel down and you begin to say, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been X amount of years, 100 years since my last confession. And, uh, and these are my sins. And we go through our sins, right? And then you have a little discussion with the priest. And then uh, the priest gives you a penance. For your penance, you have to say a thousand Hail Marys on rice. <laughs> I'm joking. I would never do that to y'all because then for me it's two times worse, right? I got to do the penance for you. Um, anyway, that's a different story. And then he gives the words of absolution, all right? And listen close. These are the words, and I want to go through each line um, and break it open for us. This is what the priest would say. He would extend his hands. God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God give you pardon and peace, and I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That did not count for a group absolution. Just letting you know, all right? <laughs> But those, <laughs> you didn't get it all scotch-free on that one, baby. Those are the words of absolution, right? Weren't they beautiful? Listen, who is God? What is our understanding of God? Whenever I give you absolution, this is who God is. God, the Father of mercies. Not the Father of judgment. Not the Father of condemnation. Not the Father of shame. But the Father of mercies. That's who you encounter right there, is a father who wants to pour out mercy, of which we don't deserve upon us, right? God, the father of mercies, how does he do this? He pours out his mercy 
through the death and resurrection of his son. So here's the second person of the Trinity, Jesus. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, mercy is poured out upon us. It says, and he has reconciled the world to himself. So what happened in Genesis, whenever Adam and Eve sinned, separated from God. God still loved us, but yet sin divided us. Sanctifying grace was no longer part of our soul. We had actual grace left in our soul in order to convert and turn back to Jesus, turn back to the Lord. But sanctifying grace was gone. That's the grace that makes you holy. And so what the prayer is saying is that through the death and resurrection of his son, he reconciled the world to himself. So that which happened in Genesis was undone through the death and resurrection of Jesus and is now operative once again right there in the sacrament of reconciliation, right? He reconciled the world to himself. He's reconciling you and I in that beautiful sacrament through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And this is the cool part too. He sent the Holy Spirit among us for the, forgiveness, for the forgiveness of sins. So here's the entire Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? And this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. He is being sent for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, I'm going to take a little insert right here. This is the first movement of the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures. See, the apostles, they experienced the Holy Spirit kind of twofold. The first time they experienced the Holy Spirit was right after the resurrection. You remember that point? Whenever they were locked up in the upper room, Jesus had risen from the dead. It was, it was within that three days afterwards, and all of a sudden Jesus appears in the upper room, doesn't he? And they're fearful. They're locked up there. And what does Jesus say to them? Peace be with you. Those are good words. All of them had abandoned Jesus and ran away. And they, I'm sure, were thinking, oh boy, he rose from the dead and I'm scared to see him. <laughs> What's he going to say when he gets home, right? I remember as a kid, that was my mama would always say that. You just wait till your daddy gets home. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was terrified. So what were the apostles thinking? Like, Jesus is risen from the dead? We all betrayed him? Like, what's happening? And so Jesus appears and he says, peace be with you. Even though you betrayed me to the nth degree, peace be with you. He said this. He showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were filled with joy. And Jesus said to them, again, peace be with you. Here it is. Listen close. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them. Weird action. We've talked about that action before. Jesus breathes on them. What does that mean? It means that whenever in the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve were created, what did God do? He blew into Adam's nostrils and he blew into him divine life. So Jesus here is God. He's breathing on them. He's transmitting power to them. He's transmitting his very divine life to them in a certain sense, right? Jesus is giving them something they didn't have before. He breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. This is their first encounter with the Holy Spirit. Who send you forgive, they are forgiven. Who send you hold bound, they are held bound. So the first action of the Holy Spirit that we see is this forgiveness of sins. That's what we see happening in the words of absolution. And then the second time they receive the Holy Spirit is at Pentecost, which we had that 
uh, you know, last weekend, and that was incredible. I'm not going to repeat my homily there. Go listen to it on podcast. So, um, so, but that was the second time, the fullness. That's whenever they're sent out into the world. Why? To begin forgiving sins, to begin the mission of the church, and that's where the next part of the prayer is. He sends the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church. You see, this is the mission of Jesus, was to come and forgive us of our sins, to reconcile us to the Father. So the priest, therefore, is given power by Jesus from the Holy Spirit to forgive sins and continue the ministry of the church. May God give you pardon and peace. Pardon, forgiveness. How much do we need that? to experience forgiveness for that which we've done, and we don't merit forgiveness. We don't deserve it, but he wants to give it, right? And peace. How many people want peace today? <laughs> Our world is upside down in anger and riots and frustrations and killings and all this crazy stuff. We need peace. Where do we find it? Primarily, it's going to be right there. When we encounter the Holy Spirit and have our sins forgiven, it's going to be right there. We get pardon and peace. And I absolve you from your sins. It's a key word right here, guys. Absolve. What does that mean? It means they're gone. They're absolved. They're never to be brought back up again. Jesus in his ministry and his mission of divine mercy with St. Faustina, he says all of the sins of the world are like a drop in the ocean of my mercy. <laughs> That's incredible. Like one little drop of water in the ocean, what happens is that it is absolved. That little drop of water is absolved into this ocean of mercy. And that's what the priest says, I absolve you. Your sins are gone. Guys, you don't have to beat yourself up over your sins anymore. Only Satan does that. God does not. They're gone. We might struggle with them thereafter. That's only because of the effects that they had on our soul. But they're gone. God's not going to bring them back up to you at judgment day. We'll experience the effects, absolutely. But the sin is gone. I absolve you of your sins. How do I do it? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Simple little prayer, powerful little prayer that invokes the entire Holy Trinity to forgive you of your sins, continues the mission of the church. Like that is incredible stuff. I never listened to those words, even though I went to confession thousands of times before becoming a priest. I never listened to them until I became a priest. But then I'm sitting there like, this is amazing, right? Because what happens in that little tomb, one of the saints says it, I don't remember who it was, but he says the confessional is like a tomb and we go into the tomb and the old man dies in that tomb the old woman dies in that tomb the one that's filled with that sin you know that the, that man that we don't like when he starts rallying his head up we're like oh buddy I don't I don't want to give in to you because you used to control my life at one point and I don't want you to control anything in my life and so that old man that old woman begins to die and it happens right there in the tomb of the confessional where the greatest exorcisms take place where you by your own will Confess your sins before Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And He absolves you. And you're set free. And what happens, the saint says, is whenever you leave the confessional, the new man, the new woman has risen. 
St. Paul, that's all over Romans chapter 6. The old man dies, the new man rises up in Christ Jesus. Put on the new man, Paul says. And there's no better way to do it, my friends, than the sacrament of reconciliation. It is a powerful spot. You encounter the Holy Spirit and the whole Trinity right there. So many people always say, Father, I just want to experience the Holy Spirit. My question is, when was the last time you went to confession? Because that's the primary way that we experience him, right there, is in the sacrament of reconciliation. That's how the apostles were first given the Holy Spirit, was to forgive sins. And that's how we encounter him. We encounter the God of mercy and love right there. And then we are charged by his grace to go out into the world and to bring the same mercy we just experienced into the world, into our family, into our friendships, relationships. We're called to bring that mercy. What I have received by no merit of my own is God's mercy. I'm to give it freely to other people because it was given freely to me. Like this is the wonderful gift that we have as Catholics is this beautiful sacrament where you get to receive the very love and mercy of God and be set free. It's an amazing gift. It really is. So who is the Holy Spirit? We talked about that last week. He is the love between the Father and the Son. We want to encounter that love. We want to experience that love. It's done right there in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So I beg you, with everything inside of my priestly heart, take advantage of that sacrament. If you haven't been in a while, come back. What are you missing? You're missing God's love. You're missing the peace. You're missing the pardon. You're missing His mercy. Something of which we all desire. I don't know why Jesus set it up that way. I don't. But I know that He did. It's right here in John chapter 20. Jesus set up the sacrament of reconciliation. He had a divine plan for this. Maybe it's because we're human and He knows that. Maybe it's because we need to get our stuff off of our chest, don't we? Hairstylists and psychologists and counselors make a living off of this. <laughs> this is free. Yeah, this is free. God's mercy. And so Jesus knew we needed a spot to be able to pour out everything. And it's safe. A priest can never ask you about your sins. Why? Because they're gone. They're absolved. <laughs> can't bring them up. Moms, you can't ask me if your kid went to confession. I can't tell you. Is gone. He knows that we need to hear those words. Your sins are forgiven. I absolve you. Don't we need to do that with family, with friends? Right? How many times do you hurt your spouse or your kids? And you go, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. She knows it. <laughs> no, you need to hear someone come and say, I'm sorry. And the person that's Asking for forgiveness needs to hear the other person say, I forgive you. It's okay. We're going to move past this. We're human. We need these things. And when it comes to our relationship with the Father and with the Son and the Holy Spirit, we need the same thing. Jesus knows that it's not good enough. Yes, I can go straight to the Father and ask him for forgiveness. But Jesus set this up. And I'm not going to argue with Jesus. <laughs> this is how he set it up. And he gave the church, his priests, the authority, breathing on them, receive the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you, 
every person I talk to, when they leave that confessional, that tomb, they're like, Father, I feel like a weight's been lifted off of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, how? Well, because the Holy Spirit just washed away all of that sin and that guilt. And you rise that, that what you feel coming out is that new man, that new woman who has risen up. The old man died and the new one has risen up right there. The greatest miracles take place right there in that little sacramental box of confession. It's a wonderful gift. It's a wonderful gift. And so... I figured the best way to talk about the Trinity was in a simple way, a simple way, um, because this is how we experience him, right? Primarily is right there. And so let us come to this Holy Mass. We do ask for forgiveness of our sins at the very beginning of Mass. It doesn't take the place of the Sacrament of Reconciliation, but let us come and bring all of who we are and what we need from the Lord and ask him to set our hearts on fire with his love and if we need to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, convict our hearts and, and go. Don't hesitate. You have nothing to lose except for your sins. Amen.